0: Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 42. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic, flipping the image. Hi, welcome, thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, we'll take one more step on this never-ending journey of photography. Now in the past few weeks, I've had two separate conversations where the notion of flipping an image either vertically or horizontally came up, and the factors and considerations for flipping the image were different, but there was a common theme. Flipping an image can trigger a different response from our viewer and from ourselves, and I thought that would be an interesting topic for the Stop Down podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and a couple of new ratings in the last week. Thank you very much to those that added those ratings. The ratings really matter because it helps photographers find the show, We get new listeners and having that is just a good healthy thing for our community. So flipping the image, I'm referring here to the digital swap of pixels in software after we've done the image capture, either horizontally or vertically, and every program I can think of has an option to flip a photo. The context here is you're in the post-processing stage and creating the photo. We're not capturing, we're not using prisms or mirrors or things in front of the lens, and we're not hanging prints on the wall upside down. So let's talk about these two different scenarios, these two different conversations I had. The first one, let's talk about a horizontal flip. One of the chats I had was about horizontally flipping a photo. So this is where the stuff that's on the left of the photo moves to the right and vice versa. You get the mirror image of a photo. Now, why would we do this? Well, the motivator was to improve the flow of the photo. Now, for a portrait, maybe it's to have the model looking in a certain direction or for a landscape to have a particular visual path through the frame. And here's what I find interesting about this. It's revealing to our own bias as the photographer of how the photo should flow and how we expect our viewer to receive the photo. Now I suppose that's true of all photos we create. because we compose in a certain way. We choose where to position the camera, the angle at which to tilt the lens so our subjects are positioned in a certain manner, and they interact and interconnect in a purposeful way. But sometimes we can't do this when creating our composition. Now, I'm a landscape photographer. I have less control about where the sun will rise and fall in relationship to a tree or a rock or a pier or a mountain. Positioning can only get me so far. And the chat I was having was around the visual tension in a scene and how a horizontal flip seemed to relieve that tension. So this photo, it had an area of negative space. As it was originally framed, the negative space was on the left and flipping the photo put the negative space on the right. So now the flow of the photo flipped with it. With the negative space on the right, reinforcing the subject on the left, the viewer's eye is guided now from left to right. Did this remove the visual tension? Arguably for many it will. And I think that's because many written languages are from left to right. And that's a natural subconscious flow for many viewers that we're just accustomed to because that's how we read. But that's not everyone. Ask someone raised uh, reading and writing Hebrew and they might feel differently. Flipping the photo in this example might actually increase the visual tension. So this horizontal flip to relieve tension, I'm I'm not totally sold on this one. Uh, it, It really does depend on what you want to deliver to your viewer. And as I said, it's kind of a little revealing about our own biases where maybe we like photos to flow from left to right or from like the lower left corner to the upper right corner. I, I, that's like a one I know I'm uh, accustomed to it. I am particular to lower left to upper right flow that eye all the way through. And there are uh, some dangers I can think of with doing a horizontal flip for certain photos for nondescript landscapes or abstracts. It's totally fine. However, As soon as there's something recognizable in the frame, the tension will increase if a viewer is familiar with the subject. And today's interconnected world, chances are, if you're sharing these photos online, you've got a viewer out there that will recognize it and they'll feel something is a little off. The photo I was talking through with my fellow photographer was a pier. And the pier itself was reasonably symmetrical. However, it does have a relationship with the surrounding land and where the sun will set. Now, if you're doing a showcase in a gallery that's local to that area, well then it's highly likely that more of the viewers will be familiar with that pier and they might feel more tension with that photo. They might even not know why. But if the audience is not hyper-localized like that, maybe it's less of an issue. Now, a counterpoint, maybe you're doing a series like called Mirror World," or something like that, where you are purposely presenting things in their opposite form. And you know that could be a creative thing as well. But I guess if you do choose to flip a photo horizontally, pay extra attention to the secondary and the tertiary subjects, now, if there is any print in the photo. It could be a sign, a logo, a t-shirt, a a necklace with writing it, a tattoo, a person walking on the wrong side of the street, anything like that, when they get flipped and they become unreadable or recognizable as quote-unquote wrong, that will be a tip-off to the fact you've done this flip of a photo. And maybe that's a problem, maybe not, but I, I just found it to be interesting in how Underneath the flip of the photo there is this whole psychological dance that happens with both us the artist as well as our viewer. Now the second conversation, this was a vertical flip of a photo. This is the stuff that's on the bottom of the photo goes up to the top and vice versa, the upside down photo. Now why would we do this? Now we're talking post-processing here, and what may have come to mind is, oh yeah, sky replacement. When there is a reflection in a scene, the sky gets added, I duplicate that sky layer, I flip it vertically to make that reflection. But that wasn't the case I was talking about with this photographer. We are talking about contrast adjustment. This gets interesting. The conversation was around flipping an image vertically as part of your contrast adjusting workflow. Why is this curious? What happens is when the photo is inverted, it confuses our brains just enough that we don't usually recognize things in the photo anymore, at least not without active thought. Now, while the photo is flipped, you go and adjust your contrast, your light, your shadow, and it's the tones that are much more prevalent to your mind. That's what you're seeing and that's what your active thought is on. It's not the subjects, it's the tone. So flipping the photo vertically, it disassociates the subject of the photo from the tonality of the photo. And that is a useful tool for adjusting tones, contrast, light, shadow, black point, white point. We remove any subject bias that we might have. Now, of course, once the contrast and adjustments are dialed in, that photo's returned to its normal orientation. Now, I don't see any real issues with this approach. The vertical flip of the photo, it's temporary by nature, and it's just tricking our minds. It's doing this little psychological trick with us so that we see tones and shapes and not specific subjects, and the idea is you're really just paying attention to the tonality and adjusting it more accurately as a result. Is this a good practice, something to do with every photo? I'd say go try it out and see if it works for you. At least use it as something that's in your toolkit. Maybe if you have a photo you're struggling with and getting the contrast right, or you're not quite comfortable with doing tonal adjustments on your own, or you, know, you haven't developed your own eye for it yet, getting your subjects, quote unquote, out of the way just by flipping it vertically, that can help. Uh, And a little bonus, if you are doing this type of technique, change the photo to monochrome as well. Get the color distractions out of your way as you're adjusting the tonality. And that can help you get a crisper, cleaner contrast adjustment too. I've got a bit of studio news. This is a teaser for members in the Patreon community. In early November, I'll be posting a presentation I delivered via Zoom to a camera club all about long exposure photography. And it runs about 45 minutes. I've done the editing on it and cleaned up the audio as much as you can with a Zoom recording. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's uh, arranged as a series of questions about long exposure photography, like you know, why do I even care? To the subjects that are good for it, to camera settings, what kind of gear you need. Uh, it really breaks it down for you, and I'm, I think you'll really really enjoy it. It's one more way I can thank the members in the Patreon community for your support. It is your support that keeps this podcast going. It's the reason it started. It's the reason it's on the air. And I can't thank you enough. And if you'd like to learn more about the Patreon community and be getting on the action, be able to get this presentation, you can check the show notes for a link. There's also a support the show button on every page of StopDownPodcast.com where you can learn more. And that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you'll go flip a photo or two. I do encourage you to try out that vertical flip with monochrome and when you're adjusting contrast, it's very interesting to see how differently your brain processes the photo there. And uh, let me know your thoughts about the horizontal flip. Do you feel that can be useful to remove tension or not? Or did you notice any of your own biases for uh, directional flow in your own photography? And this maybe is a way to break that up, you know, to kind of remind yourself that there are other compositions out there that, you know, we may not gravitate to because of our own likes toward a certain flow. And once again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with a friend and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.